Welcome to the Knowing God Podcast. The hope of this podcast is that it would help you to know the Word of God so that you may ultimately know God. I'm your host, Andrew Rutten. All right, well, today we are in Colossians chapter 1, verses 7 and 8 today. So let me read them. Just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant, he is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and has made known to us your love in the Spirit. All right, so we're jumping into a mid-thought for Paul. And today, I want to hone in on the phrase that Paul defines the person that we meet in these verses. Okay, so for the first time in this letter, we read the name Epaphras. So, so far in the letter, we don't know too much, but it does give us a hint to who he was. Paul writes at the beginning of verse 7 that the church learned it, and that it there, that's referring back to the gospel, which we just talked about in previous verses. And he said they learned it, the gospel, from Epaphras. So, it's pretty widely believed that this guy, Epaphras, is the one who preached the gospel to the Colossians and essentially planted this church. So, the book of Colossians, the churches here in Colossae, are from the ministry of Epaphras. So, when you think of Epaphras, you can think kind of evangelist, church planter in Colossae. He brought the gospel message to these people, and in large part, the church here is indebted to his gospel work. But what I want to focus on is the way that Paul identifies Epaphras. He calls him a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf. When I was in college ministry a handful of years ago now, I remember preaching through Colossians one semester and coming to this verse. And for some reason at that point, it just struck me. And it's kind of stuck with me ever since. Uh, The man leading this church was primarily marked as a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf. Just think about that idea. It, It describes his character and life as a faithful minister of Christ for these people. And for me, that struck me the day that I really studied this as what I want to be defined by. Uh, You know that that word minister in the original language of Greek, which is what Paul was writing in, it's really just the idea of a servant. In fact, the word in Greek, diakonos, is the word in which we get deacon, uh, which if you've been around the church for a while, maybe you know that that idea of deacon means servant. The word can just be translated and sometimes is servant. So Paul is saying that this is a faithful servant of Christ for you. And that, to me, is what I want to be defined by. So the big idea or main thing I want you to consider today is if this could be said of you in whatever ministry area in the life the Lord has given you. Well, whatever areas that you serve, wherever the Lord has put you, could it be said that you are a faithful servant of Christ for a certain group of people in a certain situation? for a certain ministry context. You know, or think about for a moment, maybe, what are the couple words that you think people would describe you with? For Epaphras, it's that he's a faithful servant. But what about you? Would they say he's really charismatic? She's a great leader. He is so intelligent. 
she's such a people person. He's so funny and witty. And those are just the positive ones. You know, maybe, uh, unfortunately, some negative ones like she's such a gossip or he's pretty lazy or she's so quick to anger. How do you think people would identify you? You know, obviously not many of us want to be the negative examples, but even positively, we all have these different options, but could it be said of you that you are faithfully serving Christ for the good of other people? Is that even in the top couple things that people would think about when they think of you? Honestly, consider, are you simply in your life being faithful? You know, the Bible says you are Christ's. You're a blood-bought child of God, citizen of the kingdom of God, if you believe in Jesus. So if that's true, it's no longer you who live, but Christ who lives in you. You are not your own. You are his. You're purchased with his blood. And for us, when we believe that we are Christ, when we consider that today, as we interact with people or as we make decisions, that changes things. Because if that is true, if we are not our own, but we are Christ's, then that means we live to serve him by being faithful in what he calls you to. That is what we live for, to be faithful to what God calls us to, because we are servants of Christ. Jesus said, when we pass from this life to glory, the words that we all will long to hear are Jesus saying, well done, good and faithful servant. Those are six words I want to hear one day. And may the Lord help me to endure in being a faithful servant. May he help you endure. You know, he's not going to say on that day, well done, charismatic influencer. Well done, PhD professor. Well done, CEO. Or well done, superstar mom. Now, all those things could be what God is calling you to be faithful in, but notice it's not the fruit that God is primarily concerned with, it's the faithfulness. You be faithful and you let God work the fruit through you. And I love that he says he's a faithful servant of Christ on your behalf. He's saying, you know, what's true of most of us, faithfulness is primarily related to how we love and serve others. So I'm not going to belabor this point. We'll end here soon. But consider, being faithful as a servant to Christ often means a horizontal action. So who maybe has God put in your life and called you to love and serve? For Epaphras, he had the call to share the gospel and serve this people. And he did it. He preached. He gave the gospel. He led this church. Now, you may not be a church planner. But I guarantee you, if you are a Christian, there is someone or multiple people that God has called you to faithfully serve in love. And we do that because that is the very nature and character of our God. That is what he's done for us. He was faithful to his promises to save us, to bring us back to him, to be with us. Jesus said he came to do what his father called him to do. He came to be faithful to that and serve us by laying his life down for us. He was the ultimate faithful servant who loved us to the point of saving us by dying on a cross. And for all those who trust in the gospel, our call is to be a faithful servant of his for the good of those around us. So ask yourself today, how might you live as a faithful servant 
What might that look like in your life? And who has he called you to serve and love? Friends, may God bless you and keep you. May he give you favor, grace, and peace.